day. Yeah. I've just I've just realised because I've done my first challenge now, and it's only just occurred to me that there's more. I kind of thought my Everest was accomplished. It was it was conquered, mate. You've got so many more Everests. We got Ben Nevis on the way. Ugh, I don't get that reference. I don't know how <laughs> high that is. <laughs> Fairly high. Um, yeah, mate. You've got a, a load more things to accomplish. I'm gonna make sure that every one of your fears is extinguished by the end of this series. We're being very euphemistic by saying fears because they are flaws. We are finding each other's character flaws and trying to change each other. I'm okay with that. Okay. Welcome to Scare Us. We're having fun. <laughs> we can't call it. Can't do that. Should we do that every time? Yeah, I think we absolutely should. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> you get to call it Scare Us. I okay. get to say we're having fun. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Scare Us. We're having fun. We are having fun. This is the podcast where uh, we challenge each other to get over um, our fears. It's all up, um, about that phrase, you should do one thing a day that scares you. What have you done today? That scares you, Elliot. I've uh, downloaded this podcast. Way. Hello, I'm Elliot. <laughs> and I'm Jay. Um, last week, um, Elliot, we ended on this bombshell. Next podcast, I will be doing a challenge to try and get over one of my fears. Yes. Set by you. So can you tell me what I'm going to be doing? You are going to be... Homeless. What do you even mean? What does that mean? Am I actually uh, going to be homeless? Uh, I was being slightly dramatic for the sake of a cliffhanger. Oh, right, okay. Okay. So, I've been thinking about what the some of the important moments of my life are. And I think some of them are some conversations I've had. So, one of them was with a security guard on campus at university. Uh, one of them, as an example, was in New York. I was walking the streets of New York with someone, and they were, they were trying to give me advice about how not to, how uh, how to avoid being stabbed. And they themselves had been stabbed twice. Brilliant! Which I think it's a bit rich. <laughs> so I was thinking, and I thought, oh, this would be a nice thing for Jay. What It'd to get stabbed out... twice? I think you've had it coming, mate. So this would be nice. It'd be him talking to strangers, getting their stories, kind of getting to know people a bit more. Also, what I know about Jay is that today, for an example, and for the whole time I've known him, if Jay does not get a full night's sleep, he is slightly not quite running to capacity. Is that true, Jay? I don't like not feeling like I can have a full night's sleep. Jay Jay loves his sleep. Do you know what? I... Yeah, I like I like I like I like having the option of sleeping. I don't like not having an option. Hmm. Mm. Well, you've got no option, mate. Because last week I got my willy out for a bunch of people <laughs> I don't know. You were life drawing, to be fair. Uh, other people were life drawing. I was sprawled across the floor. You, just like me, you are going to go and meet some people. You're going to have some fun. You're going to talk to them. You're going to get to know them, and you are going to record for me at least five 
conversations or stories or facts about people you've met during this time, okay? Because what I didn't mention before was with the security guard and the uh, chap in New York is that these happened in the early hours of the morning. Right. So, Jay, between now and a designated date, you will be collecting these interviews, collecting these stories, collecting these people, and you will be out of your house between the hours of 9 o'clock at night and 6 o'clock the next morning. The whole time? Uh-huh. I have to... The whole time? Mm-hmm. But what... The whole time. So what? You know what, Jay? Some, some people might say this is a slightly toned-down version of what you made me do. So I think it's just absolutely fine. So what do I have to do? I have to, to, to get out of my house at mm. 9 o'clock in the evening and do what? I think you'd leave the house at 9 o'clock in the, in, the, in the evening and you are going to go and find some people who are up and about and doing things at night in Norwich. Maybe they're working, maybe they're stumbling home drunk, maybe they are trying to leave Norwich for some reason. You just have to find them, talk to them and record something interesting about each person. No. Okay. What? Okay. What? No. No. It's fine. It's fine. I'm gonna go meet loads and loads of different people and and become. I'm gonna make friends for life. You're gonna make friends for life, and you're gonna remember the night you spent having an adventure. And we do actually have a little bit of advice from Chrissy and Caroline from last week, the live drawers, about uh, their reaction to spending a night away from home. Yeah. Is he gonna stay up all night naked? Well, that's his choice. Um, I might just drop him my line. (laughs) First of all, I am not doing that naked. You can do it naked if you want, mate. It's all audio. It it sounds like a terrible thing to do that naked. I I can't really quite imagine what people would react like if I did. People might be more likely to talk to you if you're naked. Who knows? If you're going to dare each other and it's something that's challenging, you've got to keep in that uncomfortable bit. Otherwise, you won't get anything out of it, and it'll just be like hours of just ticking away. Yeah. So, you, you could approach an all night staying awake. Like Chris is saying, you could just drink loads of caffeinated drinks and just watch the clock. Don't want to be could... hiding away, he wants to yeah, get in but, and but do something. It might be interesting to see what happens at night. So, it's like an inquiry as to how, who's working, who's out there who's Mm. doing stuff and and I'm going to learn from this it's going to be something I'm going to remember for the rest of my life and makes me think in a slightly different way otherwise there's no point did you did you know Jay we spend 65% of our life asleep and the world continues to turn people continue to do things while you while you're at home with your little with your little comforts that's a made-up statistic. Is it? Is it made up? <laughs> of course it is. I don't know. I didn't, I'd assume it's something like half our lives or something like that. But, you know, who's got Google now? I'm just going to have to go make some friends. You are. Do I have to be outside all the time? You have to be away from a home. So you can't be in your house. You can't be in someone you know's house. Uh, you have to be alone for the for the night. Can I go to a restaurant? So you can, you can for example, go... To can I go, go to, to McDonald's? A not for a meal. You can go to a restaurant to talk to the people who work at McDonald's, or talk to a doorman of a hotel, or a bouncer, or go and do whatever you wish. Maybe you want to go and find out about the actual plight of homeless people. Who knows? This is entirely your call. You probably made me look like I have to do that now, don't you? 
You drop that really? in there and now I have to no. go find out about the plight of homeless people. Maybe that would be pretty lovely life-affirming podcast content, Jay. All right, then. Have you got any advice for me? Uh, in terms of talking to strangers? No, just just in terms of, yeah, I guess. Just what? <laughs> okay, my, my piece of advice for you, Jay, would be if you see someone coming towards you who you don't have, want to have a conversation with, either look a bit tough or cross the road but make it look like you were always going to cross the road. Do you do that as well? Oh, God, always. I do it all the time. The, the thing I do all, always is when I'm singing to myself mm-hmm. and then people clock that I'm singing and then either you, you have a choice here where you shut up or you just carry on singing. Like, yeah, I don't care what you think. I'm singing. Exactly. The, the point, I think, to, to avoid scary people is to just distance yourself from the world. I think, I think I've done an all right job of looking a bit tough when I'm on my own. Like, don't mess with me. Even though I'm quite small, they don't know what I sound, what my voice sounds like. So I can always pretend I've got like a... Grown-up voice. Okay, I think this is going to be all right. Um, I'm going to make a new best friend. Maybe that should be the goal. Uh, not best friend. Not uh, best friend. Maybe I, I'm going to make a new strong friend. Uh, oh, can I? Can can I get someone to do it with me? Nope. Uh, can I um, find somebody who wants to accompany me throughout, like that I meet on the night? Oh, what, like a little mascot? Yeah, like a Pikachu to my ash. Mm. As long as you didn't know them before that night, then yes. All right, then. I'm going to do it, Elliot Fallows. Done right. You're going to go a night without sleep and you're going to see exactly what you are missing. Am I going to see the underworld, the underbelly of Norwich? Let's flip and well find out. Okay, it's nine o'clock, and that means I am walking with no intention, not knowing where I am going to go. Should have brought a bottle of water or something. What happens if I'm thirsty? I didn't think this through, did I? I haven't even eaten enough, either. Well, okay, well, let's see how, how the next few hours and the journey that it will take me on. I've got no idea what's going to be happening. Still light, though. So that's one thing. It's 9.07 and I'm beginning to get tired. I've already yawned a few times. And here's a tip as well. If you're ever going to do something like this where you have to walk a lot, don't play football the day before, when you haven't played football all years. My legs are killing me, it's not going to be fun. Alright Jay, so how are you feeling now after your night of adventure? I'm tired mate. Tired? Yeah? I'm tired. What time, what time did you get in in the end? Well, just after six I guess. After six? That's very good, you did, you did the challenge, you did well. I've got to be honest with you my friend. Oh yeah? I don't really ever want to do that again. I don't want to, I don't like, I, I mean, that was weird. That was a weird thing to do. I know it doesn't yeah, sound what, that what bad. What I did wasn't weird. What no, I no, because what fine. you did was definitely weird <laughs> and, and worse. But what, but I mean, it was really strange because I was walking around the city and the next day I was walking around these same places and yet everything felt tainted. It was really strange. And you 
see everything from a sort of different light because you don't actually have anywhere to go. Um, so you just taint it. What did you do? I don't know, but it just seemed. What did you do to it? And I did nothing to these different places around the city. I, I didn't. I was walking and I was say, saying hello to people, and more often than not, they were going, "Nah, nah, don't fancy it. Nah, that's not for me. Don't want to talk," or something along those lines. Oh, it's like Tinder. Yeah. Hey. Uh, so it was. It was a bit weird. Um, and, you know, I live in the city as well, so it was almost like I had this beacon of hope, which was my bed, but not very far away. But I did get to speak to people, and that's what you wanted me to do. Um, so I spoke to a variety of different people, lots of people that, you know, and that's what I said before, and that's what you wanted me to do. You wanted me to get advice, didn't you? So I spoke to a bunch of, a different, bunch of different people, including um, Ava, who works uh, in a bar in Norwich, you, that's clearly written down. You've, you've forgotten her name. No, no, well, actually, yeah, it is written down, but that's besides the point. I do, I do remember her name. It was really interesting when I got to speak to people because, surprisingly, everything went deep really quickly, like, in a, in a weird way. And that's what you said, didn't you, when you, were, when you were going around, you know, at night? People would give you deep advice. Yeah, but they were people I was in conversation with. They weren't just, like, gurus on the street corner. I was making you do a more unnatural version of... Me talking to friends. Well, I spoke to um, I spoke to Ava then. I spoke to Ava. She works at a bar and she is on her gap year. She was very nice and she basically was talking about how different she finds it now um, in the working environment um, as opposed to being at school. Working in a bar has been like a, a roller coaster, um, and I don't know. Like you don't need to that when you leave school immediately, you're kind of in a box that they've created in a way, even though you don't think you are. So when you're 18, you think you can do what you want and go out and you're kind of like, you've got your own style and stuff, but actually, you're still in like educational environment. Um, you haven't really found out who you are, what you want to do yet. So that was like after about 30 seconds of having a chat, she went straight in with about how you haven't found yourself yet. So um, it was kind of uh, interesting to be able to actually have a really deep conversation with people just by saying, hey, I'm walking around Norwich. Do you want to have a chat with me? People open up at night because they're tired, so they put their defences down. I think that might be it. I mean, she was getting towards the end of her shift, and I think she was just okay talking about it, as if she wanted to talk about it with other people, but they didn't let her. She also told me how much she'd learn. And it, it's okay. It sounds really cliche. It's okay to be yourself. Um, and... I just think being away from like my peers has been really good for me. At first, I thought it was a really stupid idea. I was like, why am I like going into the world of work? Um, and all my friends went to university, and I was really lonely for ages. I didn't have anybody my age. Um, but actually, it's been really good to kind of isolate myself away from like you know the culture of my peer group for it for a long time because I've kind of gone, okay, I want to do this, I want to do that. Let's walk off my own back. It's all my own ideas or whatever I think they are, um, instead of it being kind of sheepish and um, conformist. And in fact, Ava was one of the, probably the only person I spoke to where I felt like I could give advice because I had been to university. She was going to, I think it was University of Manchester uh, in September, I think she's going. So I felt like I could give advice to her and tell her what I thought of university. Terrible. Was really that a bad idea. Why is that a bad idea? Oh, I don't know. I just feel like you... Uh, all right, what, what, what's the advice? What did you say? Oh, I just said, um, don't worry about it. That was literally my advice. Just don't worry about it. It'll be fine. 
what's it in this university situation? just 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 have a just have an I, I think my words were at least for the first year don't worry about it have a good time which is probably bad advice and those going to university listening should not follow this advice what careless advice I know, right? Don't worry about it. So you just said she's opened up your soul to you, <laughs> and you're just like, okay, don't worry about don't it. Don't worry about it, mate. <laughs> uh, that wouldn't make it into a uh, fortune cookie, would it? So. Yeah, no, don't worry about it. Here um, lies Jay Lawrence. Don't worry about don't it. Don't worry about it. That would be on my, uh, my tombstone, would it? Yeah. It'd be my Twitter bio. So then I went to, well, at some point in the night anyway, I went to... The train station. Now, I thought the train station would be a good place to go because obviously you're getting people that have come back from somewhere or going somewhere. They've got a story to tell. Where are they going? Are they going to find the love of their life? Are they going to uh, come back from a really boring meeting and therefore be a really boring conversationalist? Are they just not going to want to have a chat with me at all? Anyway, there, sitting down at the train station by himself, was Richard. Now, Richard um, was a very lovely man and... I did, told him what I was doing and essentially the premise that you wanted me to um, hear some good advice. So I asked him what advice he had. Probably, I don't know, as bad as today maybe, there's tomorrow. There's always tomorrow. Which I thought was pretty solid. Pretty solid advice. I think yeah, you've got that from a fortune cookie as well. Is, exactly. that one, is that one of yours, is it? No, it's not one of mine. I didn't just tell him it. Um, so don't worry about it today or worry about it tomorrow. Uh, Richard. Richard, don't worry about it, mate. It'll be fine. In fact, that's actually probably uh, quite relevant for what I'm going to um, say next about Richard. That bit of advice that he gave actually probably relates to his life as well. Because there's one thing that has uh, been bothering him the past few years, one thing that um, I think that he yearns to happen, and, and one thing that um, he was um, nice enough to talk to me about. I met a girl online and we got on great, but she happens to live in America and it's just not really a tenable situation. We've known each other four or five years now, but it's it's just there's no way that physically it'll actually work out. Do you speak to her at all still? I speak to her pretty much every day, but we're not officially a couple anymore. And um, it's it's just... It's painful knowing that I still like her and she still likes me, but there's nothing we can do about it, realistically. There's, there, it's just the number of obstacles that are in the way, more than anything. Do you speak about this with her? Yeah. Yeah, we've, we, we talk about this semi-regularly, like whether it'd just be easier to stop speaking altogether and I don't know, but... It is what it is. It's something we can't do anything about. I still go over there occasionally and see her. She still comes over here and sees me occasionally. But that's it's about as good as we can get at the minute. It must be difficult as well because there is, there's no end situation to this. It's not like you're waiting for something yeah. to happen. We keep talking about it and we keep looking at you know, the different ways for her to come over here, the different ways for me to go over there. And just, I don't know, exploring the idea of it. But... It doesn't ever seem any more achievable than it has in the past. I mean, short of getting married and trying to get over there, there isn't really a practical way of doing it. Have you spoken about marriage, then? It's... Realistically, it's the only way that anything would ever actually work out and that I'd be able to get over there. So it's... 
it's come up occasionally, but it's not it's it's not practical in terms of like I say, the fact that it would be a massive dynamic shift in the relationship. Well, first of all, I think that that was very kind of Richard to open up to me there. I mean, what a dilemma. Mm, yeah. How old is Richard? I think Richard was probably in his mid to late 20s. Um, okay. But I think that's something that probably a lot of people are going through, you know, probably more than you think. Like, long-distance relationships doesn't have to mean America, does it? So, And it was quite nice of him to speak so openly with me. It's an example, I guess. Richard is an example of somebody that... Um, was happy to open themselves up and speak to me when I went out there and something that I didn't really necessarily um, think that people would do you know I've actually thought before when I've been on the train or something all these people are just surrounded by me and none of us are having conversations none of us are talking to each other why not we could have a nice conversation you know we could have a chat about um, ourselves maybe get to know each other a little bit and you know essentially I just sat down next to him in the train station and we had a chat and we had a chat about something deep um, and something that he's uh, going through and I hope that he managed to sort that out. Do you give him any advice? Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it, mate. Just don't worry about it, mate. Get, get a plane ticket. Don't worry about it. Do you have oh. any advice for Richard? Oh, just give up, mate. Everyone just dies alone eventually anyway, much we'll do it now. Not as in kill yourself, as in be alone now. Okay, thank you <laughs> very much, Elliot Fallows. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. All right, so that's that's a couple of people that I've spoken to, and we've got a couple more right before the end of the episode. Um, so I was walking down the street uh, in Norwich, and I, was, I saw this busker playing a banjo. Um, so I decided to wait until he finished his song. He had the nice little hat on, pulled low over his eyes. Um, so I waited, and then I had a chat with him, and we had a really long chat. Um, his name was Bevan. He's, he's... I'm laughing at the name Bevan. He'd had issues with drugs and he had had issues with homelessness as well. But he was very eloquent and um, I asked him for a bit of advice. Just general advice. And he gave me this. Warning of plenty of swears, by the way. When, when the Berlin Wall came down, like, as you tried, cars come through the hole, people had flowers giving 50 fucking marks or whatever. And afterwards, like, shit. Like, other things were nervous, like animals in zoos in the Eastern Park. Oh, anyone works in a zoo, works for the government, shit, that means there's no one feeding the animals. So lots of um, charities got really organised, swept in the eastern block, right, and rescued loads of animals. And they found a polar bear in one of these zoos, and London Zoo, uh, they said, yeah, we'll have that one. And so they built the polar bear emporium, um, and it was in a cage, and it had been stuck in this cage all its life, life. It just took one step forward, one step back. And when they put it in this Told about in poor, I mean, London Zoo, lifted the cage up, set it free, this thing, just still did one step forward, one step mm. back. Then, like whom he adapted to his cage and turned off lots of stuff and survived, right, on the bare minimum, which is a little one step forward, one step back. Humans do that, they adapt easily to fuck situations to survive. Great. But if things improve, probably adapted so well to this fuckness that it can't go back to happiness. It's so long since you had fun that you might actually have lost the ability, I think, with polar bears. Did you get that? No, but I'm sure it is very helpful to you. He essentially said um, something along the lines of how humans or people tend to, when they get used to really bad situations, you get so used to it that even when things might improve, you still think that they're 
bad and don't act like they're actually improved. You don't see the light almost. Does that okay. make sense? Okay. So the opposite of don't worry about it. Just don't worry about it. Yeah. Just don't worry okay. about it, mate. Yeah, the opposite, essentially, of that. So that was really deep. Had some a few deep conversations there. And then I saw Tim and Tom. Tim and Tom. And they basically just spoke about where they'd go if there was, like, a zombie evasion. Garden centres. Garden centres and the... And libraries. But don't tell them the, the key strategic no, we, point because, yeah, you know, you'll, you'll steal happens, that. Yeah, you, you'll be straight there. But yeah. um, libraries Tom, for no, knowledge, because I'm, I'm a man who yeah. believes knowledge. And garden centres for, like, seeds and also uh, weaponry, because, like, spades and stuff would be good for killing zombies. Chainsaws. But do you think that, that won't there be a lot of people at garden centres? Do you not think it'll be almost fighting think, off people? No, because no, they're at the edge of towns and people yeah. probably forget about them. I think they'd, they'd think, oh, where can we get... You know, I think they'd go stuff. straight for, they'd think weaponry and they'd go straight for, I don't know, fishing shops and shooting shops, sports shops, yeah, things like that. Yeah. Baseball bat. They'd try and go to the, the places that sell like shotguns yeah. for clay pigeon shooting yeah. and things like that. Yeah. Although, also, I would like to have a Wendy house. Sorry, what? He'd like to have a Wendy house. Does he know what a Wendy house is? I think, I think so. Uh, How but... is that helpful in the zombie? Is that cut from a different conversation? No, this is the same conversation. I don't know. He just particularly would like to live in a Wendy house if there was ever a zombie apocalypse. Maybe that'd be a quite a nice place to live. You don't need to worry about rules or houses or tax or anything. You can just you go and chill. You die so quickly. You die so quickly. I, they haven't thought this through either. Uh, you know, why would um, you go into like a home base or something like that? What, me? No, why would, you know, they just seem to think that that's the best idea. Going into a garden centre. Well, I think it's that not every, a bad everyone, idea. It's everyone, not as good as my idea. Everyone would. What's your idea? Go to sea, mate. Zombies can't swim. But what if fill up can... a boat with as much as you can? Just go and live on a boat. But then what or if you run go out? Go to the end of a pier and blow out in the middle of the pier, and then you've got a base. Yeah, but then you've got nowhere to buy stuff from. Not to buy stuff from. Nowhere to get food from. Uh, you've got a ladder that you can put back across the base, so then you can go and make runs. But then you live at the end of the pier. Is that what you genuinely genuinely do? Yep, I do it on my own as well. You'd be bored. I'd probably be bored anyway. Yeah, but you want some company, wouldn't you? Isn't that like integral to a zombie apocalypse? Put me off, people. This episode is. Oh really? You're not fans of uh, the people I spoke to? I just don't think I can survive with anything. I think I think I'd be friends with them. I just think in a zombie apocalypse, I'd throw them all under the bus. Well, I wouldn't be with Tim and Tom either. Actually, I had another question for them as well. If you had to pick uh, three people uh, to be with you in the zombie apocalypse besides each other who would it be and why Hulk Hogan's pretty cool yeah. Hulk Hogan's pretty cool <laughs> that's that's literally your reasoning behind that he'd leg drop a few yeah like I, he looks like he can handle himself I mean he's old so he's been around a bit so obviously he can handle himself for a period of time Bears, no. old school like you that. can have uh, you can have Richard Madeley <laughs> you keep your Richard Madeley <laughs> Where's Judy like during this time like, period? Oh, yeah, probably... She's gone. Yeah, she's, she's gone. gone. Zombies Judy gone. does not look like she can handle herself in a zombie apocalypse. <laughs> I'm sorry, Judy, but it's, it's not happening. Yeah. So I reckon Richard Madeley, Hulk Hogan, and... And who do you reckon they went for? Hulk Hogan, Richard Madeley. Well, there's no... I think the next one in the pattern is probably Keely Hawes. Who's, the... who's that? It's an actress from uh, Ashes to Ashes. She used to play Lara Croft. That's a very bizarre person just to choose yeah, well, out of so the head. Yeah, well, so are the other two, so yeah. I don't know. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> Makes just as much sense. Tim's got one idea, or Tom, can't remember who's who. Tim's got one idea, Tom's got another idea, and I was particularly happy about one of them. Uh... I'm still sticking with Ray Mears. 
That's true. Beverly Knight can sing, though. Beverly Knight, brilliant. We've got Beverly Knight. (laughs) She's got a pair of lungs on her. Literally, of anybody in the entire entire world, you choose Beverly Knight. Yeah. Name three songs by Beverly Knight. Yeah. um, In the Thrill of the Night, uh, Night Fever, and um, uh, uh, Nights in White Satin. You've, made, you've just made those all up, haven't you? No, they are all, they all legitimate songs. But are they done by uh, Beverly Knight? They, she could cover them if she wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so to clarify, right, in a zombie apocalypse, where we want to go is we want to go to a home base or somewhere yeah. equivalent. Yeah. A home base with Richard Maidley. With Richard Maidley, <laughs> Hulk Hogan, and then just because, in case spirits are getting a little bit low, we want Beverly Knight just yeah. to make everyone feel all right. Nice love ballad. Just yeah. to go. She's quite nice. Well, yeah. In these hard times, you need a love ballad. It picks you up, doesn't exactly. it? Exactly. You need a, you know, once, twice, three times a gone zombie. That one can get on the boat with me. Do you like him? He's all right. Why? He's, f- he's a good guy. Do you find him funny? Yeah, I think he's a little jokester. The speed with which he came up with those night songs. Yeah, That's but... the kind of quick thinking you need in a zombie apocalypse. Well, it wasn't in just till this moment that I realised that all he was doing was thinking of words with night in. Cause Beverly oh, no, Beverly Was Knight's... the tiredness kicking in at this point? Uh, yeah, I, obviously. I mean, I just listened to it now and was like, that's what he was doing. That yeah. he, I, he wasn't actually list- thinking about Beverly Knight songs. He was just naming yeah. songs with night in it. So those were my people um, that I spoke to over my treacherous evening in Norwich, full of darkness and despair and general walking i forgot to buy stuff as well like that's like number one bring water what why didn't i bring water or food i bought i went to tesco right i went into tesco thinking oh, i'll just get something to eat and it will last me i had, I bought a galaxy bar you're an idiot that, that must have been during the day as well surely that bit yeah well it was after nine o'clock closed at ten you'll learn for next time what have you what have you learned from this jay i've learned that people are nice but that it is weird to talk to them that, no, was a, that was a weird thing to say. I'll take that back. I'd say that if you get talking to somebody, you can have a n- nice conversation. Yeah. Don't worry about it, mate. Just don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Just don't worry about it. I think I'm going to take Bevan's advice. Which was? I think it was like go to the zoo or something. <laughs> I can't something really like that. figure it out. Are you pleased yeah. with me? Proud of you, mate. You did something good there that you wouldn't have done normally. Thank you. Do you want to know what's going on for you? No, I think that's the end, isn't it? This is the end of the series. Yeah, isn't it? no, it's not. Nah, mate. I did my challenge. I remember I did it. Yeah, but you've got to do more than one because that's got like the to whole. Tutorial evidence, haven't we? Yeah, that's like the whole point, isn't it? Okay, go on then. So. Go on then. You're going to get jiggy with it. Jay, so we've come across a bit of a problem, haven't we, Jay? Um, I don't think we quite thought it through, to be honest. And now, something, yeah, something important we didn't really. I think we didn't brainstorm it enough. I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah. And um, now it's come back to sort of bite us. Yeah. So the name of the podcast is scare us. Yeah, scare, scare us. Exclamation mark. Yeah. It has been suggested to us by my friend Lindsay's boyfriend Sam that perhaps a better name may have been Scaredy Chats. Scaredy Chats. 
which is amazing, I, which is a really good name it, for a podcast. It really annoyed me, really annoyed me when I when you told me that name. Works on about three or four different levels. It's just well, too good. It? So what we're going to try and do now, because we it's too late, we've, we've gone past the point where we can actually change the name of the show. So we have to use scaredy chats somewhere we have to make up some kind of feature right so it has to go here at the end of the at the end of the show have you thought of what scaredy chats could be yet jay um it could be like a scaredy chat show scaredy chat show scaredy no don't don't mess with the with the only bit of this that works (laughs) which is scaredy chat we have a have you had any ideas See you next time, everyone. Hey, Jay, you know what we keep forgetting to do? What? We have to ask other people to come up with challenges for us. Yes, that would be a really good idea. Because then it takes the onus off us to have to, to have to do anything. Less work, isn't it? And you know what they could do? Is they could come up with a challenge that we both do as well. That's a good idea. That's a See good idea. See who does it better. Oh, there's going to be some competition involved. Damn right. It's about time the audience started putting some effort in. <laughs> this, is episode, this is episode two. We've had to do all of it so far. Oh, no, it's terrible, isn't it? Yeah. All right, then. At Scare Us on Twitter. Hashtag we're having fun. Hashtag scare us. Hashtag don't worry about it. Hashtag don't worry about it. Yeah. Hey, mate, maybe you're in love with someone in a different country. Don't worry about it. Maybe you're scared that your whole life's about to become upended uh, and that you've... Maybe we're not going to have any friends in the future. Pff, don't worry about it. Maybe you've seen a polar bear. Pff, don't worry about it. Maybe you're terrible in a zombie apocalypse. You should worry about it. You should get prepared, Tim and Tom. Sort it out. See you next time. Mm-hmm.